0: Welcome to the Sick and Successful podcast hosted by Shalinda Kirby, a cervical cancer survivor, and Natalie Supes, a Crohn's warrior since 2007. Our goal is to give you proof that it's not only possible to be sick and successful, but it's possible for you. Dream big and tune in. You can also follow us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Here are your hosts. Thanks for joining us. This is our very first episode. So we're going to take the opportunity to kind of introduce ourselves to get into things. So Natalie, tell us about yourself.
1: Hey, everyone. So bear with me if I'm a little uh, shaky or anything like that. Like Shalinda said, this is (laughs) our first podcast. So um, yeah, bear with me. But I'm Natalie. I'm 30 years old. I am a Crohn's survivor. I've had Crohn's since 2007. I work in sales, so I finished university with my bachelor degree in business, in marketing and international business, um, and straight off went into sales, worked in a bunch of different industries, typically male-dominated industries, Mm -hmm. Um, worked my way up the corporate ladder, moved to Alberta for work, and eventually came back home to Winnipeg. Um, I'm still working in sales as my day day job, but I also work with women who have Crohn's disease and I'm in school full-time for holistic nutrition um as well as a certified personal trainer (laughs) Um, so yeah my passion is just to help women see that their disease doesn't mean that their life's over because for a long time that's how I felt and I kind of just I continued pushing forward with my I guess success um, because it's something I was brought up to do. But after a while, it's like, I let the disease get the best of me. And it it did have my life. It was like, work and be at home and try to try to heal and do my best. But now, from what I know now, it's, there's so much world out there. And Mm -hmm. um, kind of why, why I do what I do on Instagram and what I do with women is just to To shine a light on that, that just because you're sick doesn't mean your life's over. Mm -hmm. How about you?
0: Oh, (laughs) Um, I I am new to the Winnipeg area. I moved to Manitoba two years ago. I am originally from Alberta, where I spent most of my career in radio. I do a radio show in the morning, so uh, I'm used to ridiculous hours and lots of coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, two years ago, I well, I guess it's not two years ago. I guess it would be a year. A year ago, I got a call about uh, a pap test that came back, uh, positive for cancer cells on my cervix. And uh, that, you know, we'll get into or whatever. But um, it was interesting, you know, getting up in the morning and putting on a show with a happy face, you know, a good spirit, trying to entertain other people when realistically, realistically. I was hurting and, you know, and I was going through pain and and there was a lot of uh, stuff happening behind the scenes, but I had to still continue on with the radio show and and, uh, be a happy face.
1: And so our next episodes are going to be diving into each other's stories. So you guys can tune in for that. Um, Yeah. We're going to go deep. We'll ask the questions that no one asks. And um, I think that's something that's super cool about both of us is we're willing to talk about everything and open up and... Yeah, get into the scary things and the hard things. So yeah, those will be the episodes coming up.
0: And I think transparency is like what we want out of this podcast Mm -hmm. the more transparent that you and I are, Natalie, like, we can, you know, hopefully inspire other women to come forward and feel like they can tell their stories. And maybe have like a safe space to, you know, elaborate on maybe what they've been struggling
1: with I love that and it's crazy like people looking at us they can see from our podcast photo like we don't look sick yeah and it might be someone who's sitting next to you right now or like in your office or on the bus or you yourself that is suffering with a disease that like you can potentially pass away from yeah um but you're still showing up and giving your all to work and that's like Something I haven't seen out there before, and yeah, you, you know, there's a lot of support groups and stuff like that, but it it focuses on the hard stuff, and of course, being successful is hard. Absolutely, but, um, it's doable.
0: And I think the biggest thing, too, like Natalie said, is uh, like when you have something like cervical cancer or Crohn's mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily show on your outer appearance, but for those of us who don't necessarily look sick, it can be very hard because. Yeah you feel like nobody
1: really understands you literally. Yeah. yeah. And almost like people judge you when you're, you know, if you're too tired to do something, then not only are people judging you, but you judge yourself and like, yeah, there's so much that comes along with it. So yeah, something to shine a light on. And,
0: and we'll get into on. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the first thing that we should touch on is how we know each other. Cause that's kind of an interesting story and that's why we're, we're doing what we're doing.
1: It was such an
0: awesome, like divine meeting. <laughs> it really was like life changing. Yeah. Honestly, like I never been a part of anything like that no, before. Exactly.
1: Um, so in Winnipeg, for those of you that are listening that are in Winnipeg, there is a place called Organic Tan. Shout out. <laughs> Not sponsored. Yes. <laughs> Um, And Shauna is the lady who runs it. And personally, I actually got my first organic tan for my wedding, which was three years ago. So that's when I first met Shauna. Right. I think that's when she was first opening up. But just through friends and stuff like that, I was getting a tan and Shauna mentioned she was doing something called the Everybody Campaign which you can explain what it is. Okay. But this is funny because she actually mentioned you in that tan and she's like, yeah, you're going to get chosen for sure. And this girl, Shalinda is going to get chosen because she does this morning radio show and her story is insane. And I was like, wow, she sounds really cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Cause it was like the same thing for me. Like Shalinda had said, like, she's like, I know another girl you're going to get along with. Great. Her name is Natalie. No so way. It was kind of that. like, yeah, it was, in, our friendship was inevitable from the beginning. She so. put us together. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) She put it out there in the universe. Yes. Yeah.
1: So when we we all had a meeting um, to talk about our stories and kind of how this Everybody campaign was going to happen, me and you were sitting pretty much across from each other. Yeah. Sort of like we are now. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And I remember everyone was like, the women there were unreal and kind of where I got the idea for this and like where maybe like the baby spawn happened. Yeah. But all the women have gone through some crazy things. But I remember, like, me and you were both like friends and we weren't even talking.
0: Like, yeah. It's kind of weird how you can have a connection with somebody yeah. that's completely like nonverbal. Right. Just like by being around them. That just speaks volumes mm-hmm. to the type of like aura they have around them. Yeah. Yeah, basically it was a campaign that uh, Shauna put together to kind of like showcase uh, body inclusivity and just like, you know, body positivity, Mm -hmm. just women embracing the bodies that they have at the current moment, because I think women are so focused on like the end goal. Like we have like a picture in our minds of what we want ourselves to be like. And this campaign was to encourage us to like put that aside Mm -hmm. and embrace who we actually are. In the current moment, what we consider to be flaws or things about our bodies that we don't necessarily feel comfortable about to really showcase those, because as we all know, when somebody steps forward and and showcases their, you know, badass ways, Mm -hmm. it's hard not to be inspired by that. So that was kind of the whole point of the the Everybody campaign, I think, was yeah. just to kind of get a bunch of diverse women together with mm-hmm. stories. And that was the big thing, is these weren't just women based picked on based what they look like. These were women chosen uh, who had crazy stories that, again, might not necessarily show on their bodies, yeah. but when you take the time to listen to what they have to say, that's when I think that was the whole like biggest takeaway for me was listening to the stories. Like I wish that the pictures that we took of of ourselves
1: could speak what we learned about each yeah. other during
0: that entire campaign.
1: Honestly, like I just got chills thinking about some of the girls stories again because like you you if you can picture it like come into a room with 12 different women and we all look different and we're all different ages and races and stuff like that. But like you don't see the depth and like the anguish and the uh, perseverance that all of those women went through. And yeah. we sat there and it was supposed to be like an hour or two meeting. And I don't, I, we were there for a long time, but every woman yeah. gave their story and their testimonial. And like, it was just, it honestly, even that moment helped me like, be more okay with my body because it was like, wow, you know, like the, yeah, yeah. it
0: forced us to talk about our bodies and women
1: are like, we
0: are terrible when it comes to speaking of our bodies. Mm. We certainly don't lead with the positive parts (laughs) of it. That's, I can tell you that right now, if we were to ask any woman right now, like, how would you describe your body in three words? Those three words would not be positive chosen words. Those words would be detrimental to their Mm -hmm. looks and, you know, speak volumes of how they view themselves, which, You know, insecurity is is a thing. So to get a group of women together to strip away that insecurity, Mm -hmm. strip away that, you know, like you can't talk about yourself or whatever in whatever way was nice. Yeah. And, like, we we got to listen. And that's, I think, a lot of people don't do that nowadays, mm-hmm. is listen to, to people's stories. Yeah.
1: Because it's one thing to do a body-positive photo shoot, which we've been a part of another one, which yeah. is unreal also. But, like, I think the difference about this one was we first kind of held each other up and, like, opened up so much, like broke down almost in front not almost, a lot of yeah. us did break down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then we had like a blast. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's the
0: thing. You strip down someone's yeah. insecurity, you lift them up, and you tell me that you can't go home and just be living off of those endorphins yeah. that you've created. Like I didn't sleep that night. Like I yeah. after that meeting, the first we didn't even do the photo shoot. It was just hearing everybody's stories of like, man, I'm not alone. You know mm-hmm. what? There's other women in this room that walking on the street, I would have no idea that they've gone through what they've gone through. Yeah. And they're sitting here talking about it
1: in front of me. Like I was so inspired. I love, I love that so much. And I yeah. hope that this podcast can be something like that for everyone who's listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we were doing it because without that, without that meeting for you and I, like, you know, that's where our our friendship started. But this is where it's continuing is we want to inspire other people because
1: of that experience we had and build a community like Mm -hmm. so that someone who's listening super far away or here in Winnipeg who feels alone can feel lifted up by others who are going through the same thing and still fighting through it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Cause I think that's something that can be very like, Easy, I'm putting your air quotes, but like when you get sick, it can be again, air quotes, easy to just fall into it and just succumb to it. And like, this is my life now, I'm sick. Um, I have clients who have been like that when they first came to me, like, I feel like I'm never gonna get better, you know, and just like in a state of lack and and sadness. And I mean, who wouldn't be when you first get diagnosed, Mm -hmm. but then. It takes a certain person, and it takes a lot of work to get to the other side, where it's like, "F this!" <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm yeah. gonna fight no matter what's thrown at me. And-,
0: and I think that anytime we have a traumatic experience in our life, or we get a diagnosis, or we are living with illness or, or, or sickness, uh, some of us, I know for me, like, I bury it. And you know, like I'll get into that later on. But like, like I said, for me, I had to because yeah. I had one persona to live in my professional life when in my personal life I was suffering. So I kind of chose to just bury that diagnosis and like not act like it was even a thing. Yeah. So for a long time, it didn't feel real and I don't want women feel that way because that's not a healthy way of dealing Mm -hmm. with something like that. You can't just sweep something under the carpet. Yeah. I, I want to share my story so that I can encourage people to embrace the diagnosis they get. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be something that's like depressing Mm -hmm. or,
1: you know, a
0: a shameful thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always say like a victim to Victor. That's Mm -hmm. what I help my clients see is like, it, it can be, embar- Crohn's disease specifically can be so embarrassing. Like, yeah. um, when I first got diagnosed, I was actually a hairstylist. I left that all <laughs> out, but I would be like running back and forth to the bathroom while doing someone's hair and yeah. like, Oh, excuse me. It was super embarrassing, but yeah. and I know there's so many people out there dealing with similar things and oh, absolutely. if we could just talk about it.
0: Yeah. Like Like, that just spawned like a memory when I first got diagnosed with cervical cancer. Uh, This will show you that I like don't give a crap of what I say. Um, I bled, obviously, because you go through certain mm. procedures that, you know, your cervix is whatever. Uh, And I was at a Christmas party and I got up from the chair. And I think most women, you know, when you have your period, you can relate to this, but this is like unexpected all the time. I didn't Mm. know what would happen. Um, So there was an instance where, you know, like clearly I was just sitting at a table of people and the, the the white chair covers had like a huge blood spot on it. I mean, it was obvious that, that something had happened. So instead of just like, you know, like trying to cover it up or whatever, I was like. Oh shit! I bled through my dress, and like, the entire <laughs> table was just like, "What?" And I was like, "Ha, cancer!"
1: <laughs> because you have
0: to laugh yeah. at it, right? Like it's like I can't control that just happened. Yeah, you know. And instead of being embarrassed and going home and crying myself to sleep because I was mortified that that mm-hmm. happened, I laughed about it and. I felt better about the situation. And of course you get people who are awkward about it. They're instantly like, oh my God, did she just say that she bled?
1: And did she just say cancer? Like a lot of people don't know how to react when you're open about your sickness. It is so true. Yeah. So true. So many moments where I've had an accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, it really shows you your friends too. For me specifically, like I had a bigger group of friends and and it really dwindled down because Mm -hmm. I'd be like you know, we'd go to a movie and they'd have to wait 45 minutes after because I'd be in the bathroom or like I'd have an accident and they would have to like help me get to the local or the closest McDonald's or whatever. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting, but I've always, even from the beginning, been pretty open about it. Um, maybe not so much to strangers, but I always tried to do my best. I never, ever really didn't talk about it that's good yeah
0: yeah so I mean that's the thing is we bring two different perspectives which is awesome yeah because there is those two parallels that I think people struggle with is you know once you find out that you are sick you know do you how do you tell people how do you embrace it and especially if you're a professional woman trying to like you know be a boss babe and at the same time your whole world is like you know completely different yeah. now that you've found out you have something how
1: old were you when you got diagnosed
0: I was 29 29 I yeah. was
1: 17 wow yeah so I guess it I could imagine it being very different now if I yeah. was getting diagnosed at 29 or 28
0: well and a lot has changed like in the world of like technology just reaching yeah. out to support groups and stuff oh, like when you were 17 you probably didn't have the type of no support
1: you have online the one support I had there was like uh well, I don't even remember what they're called anymore it, it wasn't a chat group, but it was, like, a website where you could write a comment, and then someone would reply. Oh, what are those called? Threats? Like a forum? A forum. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. So it was a Crohn's forum. Okay. <laughs> Man, like... the days of forums. <laughs> wow. I'm like, this right? is taking me back. Yeah. <laughs> so there was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. Right. There was no Crohn's advocates, like it was that forum and my doctors which we'll definitely get into later but yeah, yeah yeah i could see it being different now and and i can't even imagine what it would be like to be like in your career already and then have something like that happen yeah
0: it's funny because the first thing that i did when i got uh, my cancer diagnosis was look up cancer support groups mm-hmm. and my biggest hurdle with that is there are cancer support groups but I didn't really have like a, a stage four diagnosis, or it wasn't. And that's the thing is, I didn't deem it serious. I mean, it was serious. I had cancer, like, right. yeah, you know. But it's funny how we do that. We yeah. almost like tell ourselves like, oh, well, it's not that bad, or like, you know, someone has a worse story mm-hmm. than me. And like, mm-hmm. I always felt like. I, I wasn't sick enough basically to go to these support groups yeah. when in reality, I mean, it didn't like, there's no prerequisite for how you're feeling when you, know, you find out that you have something,
1: you know, i popped into my mind and like, this might be like a little, like maybe I shouldn't say it, but whenever someone would always say to me with my Crohn's, like, I don't know how you're so strong or like, I don't know how you whatever. Cause I would always put on a face. The mm-hmm. one thing I would say was like, at least I don't have cancer. Yeah. Like, I always said that, and it's yeah. interesting because, like, you know, it's that, like, I feel like cancer is something that is, like, that taboo C word that, like, no one wants to hear or talk right. about. But so is Crohn's for me. I was just going
0: to say the two Cs. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. even, it doesn't matter. Like, that's the thing is, like, you're still dealing with something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't
0: matter what the label of it is. You still are dealing with something that's affecting your mm-hmm. body and your daily activities.
1: Yeah, and it's not... Like, it's not fair to label one disease worse than the other one. Or like, oh, I only have this autoimmune disease or like that one. So, you know, and I see that a lot in the chronic illness community.
0: Totally. Hey, it's the same with cancer. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, uh, if you, especially cancer survivors, I mean, a lot of the time, like you find out that you are good to go and you're, you're fine and you have a story, which I can say that (gasps) now, I know, super exciting. Just recently found that out. Um, I got cleared for, for takeoff. So
1: exciting. Yeah. Um,
0: but you know, that's the thing is I have to be very cognizant of how I portray myself now because I have dealt with my illness. I've beat cancer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, thankfully I, early detection was key for me. Um, but that's the thing is I don't want anybody, I don't want to
1: deem any illness, not important to another one. Yeah. And I think that's something that like we can say to whoever's listening right now is whatever you're dealing with, whatever illness you're dealing with, whatever stage it's at, if it's just the beginning, if it's not so bad, you're validated. Like you are dealing with something in your body, which is freaking terrifying. Yeah. So don't feel like just because yours isn't as bad or you don't have as many symptoms or whatever it is that you're not worthy or you're not worthy of a support group. Absolutely. Yeah. You totally are. And and we all need each other to get through this
0: shit. Yes. Like, and that was the biggest thing that I learned going through, like you said, your friendships, mm-hmm. uh, the people around you that you surround yourself with. Once you get that diagnosis, it's amazing how that changes. Uh-huh. And I mean, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it, well, you know, like it weeded itself out because the strong people that you did need to confide in and be there for you were there for you. Yeah so I
1: look at it that way I would, you know? I feel so freaking blessed for my friends that stayed like yeah oh my gosh I yeah. would put them on a mountain and like praise because yeah the, the best friends in the world like I had a friend who would come like every couple nights or every night and just sit there with me and like I would be either thrown up in the bathroom or just sitting in the bathroom with the door wide open while she was watching tv and like other than my husband and my parents, I don't know how I would have gotten through some of those like dark times without those friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, I can offer the exact opposite because I, I had know. nobody. Yeah, I can, I just uh, and that was oh, there. That, that was the most bizarre thing is because I had just moved to a new city. Um, I did not know anybody. I have no family here, yeah. um, and so when I found out my cancer diagnosis, I I had to deal with that on my own. I wish I
1: knew you. I
0: know. I've hey, been like, it's like
1: ice cream every day. <laughs>
0: But that's another thing too, is like, you know, you, it made me a strong oh, ass woman, man, yeah. cause. I had no one to confide in. And I had also just gone through a divorce. Like I said, we're going to get to our stories, (laughs) but we keep giving tidbits. So like my, my life had just come crashing Mm. down and like to pick myself up from that,
1: which is like a hundred percent what you've done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm proud and I have no shame in saying that about myself because I kicked cancer's ass and because I went through what I went through. And so it's good that we both bring between you and I, Mm -hmm. Natalie, like a Completely different perspective on a number of topics.
1: Yeah, but yet, so many similarities. Absolutely. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So, we have one question that we're going to have on each podcast. So, I'll ask you it first. Okay. What does being successful mean to you? Successful. Hmm. For me,
0: <laughs> immediately the word goal comes to mind because yeah. I think that anytime that you set a goal and you achieve a goal, that's the definition of success, right? it was funny for me in terms of my career. I knew that I reached success when I, after years of being in radio and having a morning show and moving all over the country to pursue my career, I found my high school yearbook uh, and in like I don't know if you did this in high school. Mm-hmm. Or they ask you questions like, "Where do you see yourself?" Yeah, in but five I don't I have no idea what I wrote. Okay, so I wrote, uh, "Where do I see myself after graduation?" And I wrote, "One day I would love to be a morning show radio host," <gasps> uh-huh. and I had accomplished that at nineteen, uh-huh. like right out of college. Yes. So it was amazing to like see that even younger me had put it out there in the universe of what I wanted out of life mm-hmm. and I did it. And so that's success for me. That's immediately what comes to mind. I love that answer
1: so much. Yeah, so good.
0: Let me ask you, <laughs> what does being successful mean to you, Natalie?
1: So the first thing that pops into mind is doing something or completing something I'm proud of. Yeah. So for me, I always knew I was going to go to university. I was only child. I knew like I had dreams and aspirations to be rich. Let's just be real. Yeah. Most of us do. Yeah. yeah. We have our whole lives planned out. Yeah. yeah. And so I went through a lot of twists and turns and like thought I was going to be a hairstylist and a makeup artist and stuff like that. But for me, being successful every time was completing and accomplishing something that I was proud of. So be it like getting my red seal and hairstyling or climbing the corporate ladder and having different, um, managers all over Canada asking me to move to their locations. And, um, currently for me being successful is when a client tells me that like their whole life has changed and Mm. like, I get chills thinking about it. So it's changed throughout the years. It's for me, no longer is it, do I want to be at the top of a corporate company? Um, I love my day job and I love what I do, but, um, right now for me being successful means changing lives. And that's a great answer because
0: (laughs) honestly, like I go to your page and I see such real posts Mm. and I'm like, first of all, commend you for being so open about your Crohn's and and just like the things that you've had to deal with. And then the comments, that's, that's the thing is it's one thing to see somebody be transparent on social media, especially in the day and age we live in with social Mm -hmm. media. Like, you know, to peel back those layers and just be you. I just pretend no one's there. That's what I do. (laughs) That's actually a good idea. (laughs) I wish I could do that in my job. Um, But, but, uh, and then the comments, like, you inspire people. And like, that's like the best thing to see is somebody
1: stepping out and just saying something and other people connecting Mm -hmm. to it. It feels like when I think there's no one here and I'm kind of writing a post or whatever to myself or to whatever I'm going through or to a meme I saw, and then someone saying like, I needed this today. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm going to continue doing this no matter how hard it is. Because I think
0: we often question ourselves in, in a oh. social media day and age, like right before we hit that post button, like... Is this picture good enough? Mm-hmm. Is this text good enough? Yeah. Does it say what I needed to say? You know, will so-and-so see this and think this? Who gives a shit? Amen. Honestly, <laughs> embrace whatever you want to embrace and put it out there because yes. w- authenticity is so rare yeah, in today's really. day and age. Yeah. So there's just so much like honor in mm-hmm. being you. And mm-hmm. and like you said, when people say, you know, I needed that motivational quote today. Mm -hmm. I needed that story about when you were struggling and your friends were there for you to remind, you know, me that I do have the support that I need. So yeah, that's the best part. I get, I get the same thing from radio. Like when I talk about something, it's like the best thing ever getting a message from somebody being like, I can't believe you were so open about that. And you're so relatable,
1: too. Like, when you talk and it's like, well, thank you. Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: so good. I try to be because, yeah, I don't want to be a fake person. Mm -hmm. You know, we have too many uh, of those people in today's day and age where they're not real yeah and, and you can feel it yeah you can feel it right away absolutely especially with social media and mm-hmm. like that's maybe something we can touch on on yeah. this on this uh podcast is you know having a, an illness and having a diagnosis and what's that like when you do embrace it on modern technology oh, yeah. Because that's a whole nother ball game, it too, is. right? It it's is. not just the days of forums where you can, you know, reach out <laughs> yeah. to random strangers on the internet who don't attack you. Yeah. Back then there was none of that. The people trolls. answered your questions. They, you know, you had a, you had like an online community yeah. of people you went to. Now it's just a free for all of keyboard yeah. warriors. Yeah, so. it's crazy.
1: I imagine you get it a lot worse than I do, I think. Well, I think that because I'm in a position
0: where people can tell me, like, you know. You're
1: a public figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like,
0: you would never say, I would never go to uh, somebody on Facebook or or Instagram and just be like, actually. Your
1: disease is not. Yeah. Yeah. Or
0: actually, (laughs) like, this is the, you know, this is actually how you say something or do something or whatever, right? Corrections. I would never do that. But because I'm in a public eye and in a public role, it's like a free for all. It's kind of comes with a gig. I knew going into it, they're like, you gotta have some thick skin. Mm. And I'm like, man, do I have to have some thick skin?
1: Yeah. And
0: I think that like, because of what I went through now, it's like helped me in my career because I can't like, now that I have a cancer, whatever you are going (laughs) to see me is literally not going to be anything that I can't handle. Right. Yeah. Like whatever hurts. Or like lost feelings or confusion that I've ever felt is never going to measure up Mm -hmm. to the way that I felt battling cancer. So
1: yeah, amen. Yeah, I think that's something that like I promise to bring to this podcast is I won't be fake. I might screw up. I might say something wrong or offensive or you know whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, My personality is very direct, so I usually don't have a filter. So I'll probably ask some like wrong questions or something that's what attracted me to you is because
0: you are no filter
1: literally none and like like, that can be a good thing or a bad thing yeah
0: (laughs) totally I mean I get it like there there are certain situations where I'm sure you're like oh foot in mouth right right but at the same time you're just an honest person and that's I don't know I look at that and I'm just like man we need more people like that who say what's on their mind instead of you know playing a mind game of Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how they're feeling Uh, or what they're like wanting to say or it's just like and just say, just yeah. say whatever you want to say. Be you. And so, uh, so. watch out guests who yeah. come <laughs> <laughs> <Be Yeah. anywhere. laughs> We are both very transparent. So that's what we've learned today in the well, uh, intro episode. Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. It was, yeah. I'm excited for this podcast, Sick and Successful is going to do wonders for mm-hmm. women. And and I hope that, you know, by you and I sharing our stories that we can inspire others and continue the conversation on and on and on about a number of different topics.
1: Yes. So, so if you guys liked this podcast, please share it on Instagram. Just take a screenshot, put it on Instagram, tag me, tag Shalinda. We'll put our Instagrams in the show notes when we figure out how to do that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's a learning curve. So just bear with us. Yes,
1: and if you guys want to tell us like someone you'd like us to have on here or something that you want us to talk about, any questions for us, let us know. Um, And yeah, stay tuned. It's going to get real.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Sick and Successful podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, you can find us on Instagram at sickandsuccessful underscore. Leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week when we hear Natalie's story.